If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Hey, what's up? This is your host, Dr. Erica, and welcome to this episode of Better with Dr. Erica. I'm so excited for this episode because I get to talk about one of my favorite things in the world. You guessed it, tea. My guest for this episode is Reginald Quarles, the owner and founder of Teatopia in my hometown of St. Louis. You know I love the loop. This episode explores tea, community, and healing environments. Don't worry if you're not a tea drinker or if you're a hardcore member of Team Coffee. This episode is about so much more than tea. I love how this conversation also addresses being open to creating your own vision of your life, which then can improve your mental health. Now questions this episode will answer. How do you find inspiration to pivot? What are some signs that your job is not a good fit? How can the act of making tea be calming? How can environments provide safety from stress? Now, one more quick thing. You're gonna hear some shareable moments. You may even want to take a few notes on this episode. Now, let me tell you how we share in Better Nation. All you have to do is post on social media with the hashtag Better Nation. Isn't that simple? I have my tea ready to listen to this episode. Now, if I'm ever a trivia question, who knows, anything can happen. For the record, my favorite type of tea is green tea. <laughs> but enough about me, let's get to the show. Better with Dr. Erica. Welcome to this episode of Better with Dr. Erica. I am your host, Dr. Erica, Harvard-trained, double-board certified psychiatrist and integrative lifestyle coach who loves to help you be better, do better, and live better. I have a super special guest for today. Now, this is someone who... He tries to be modest, but I'm going to make him talk about himself a little bit today. And he is the owner and founder of Teatopia, which is, you know, I, you know how I love my tea. I talk about my tea all the time. So this is one of my favorite tea spots, and it's from my hometown of St. Louis, Missouri. So I'm so excited for you to get a chance to meet him and hear all of the great things that he is doing. Now, as I told you, season three, we're trying something different. All right, I keep talking about how reading bios is not my ministry, so I'm not going to read them. That's my silent protest. So I'm going to ask, I realize I didn't even actually say my guest name. It's Reginald Quarles. Woo! Um, so Reginald, can you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Yes. So I'm Reginald Quarles. I'm from Belleville, Illinois. I probably moved to St. Louis maybe about six years ago or so. Uh, before I opened Teetopia, my background is, is in mental health. So I went to school for psychology also. Well, Sweet. I'm a psychiatrist, so a little bit different. But 
Um, so I worked in the mental health field. I lived in Belleville and worked in Maryland Heights. That's about an hour drive, not including traffic. So I that's just in like Maryland Heights and Belleville, really? It was a nightmare driving to work every day on 70. So that's how I ended up moving to St. Louis to get a little bit closer to work. And I worked the job for quite a bit. Uh, kind of how Utopia was born was um, I had different plans. I had one plan to have my own business of some sort. I've always had that. Plan two was how I was going to do it. One was potentially having my own mental health practice. Mm -hmm. The other was potentially Titopia or a version of Titopia. And what happened was as I was working with that company, it was a more than insurance side. And it was a pretty big oh. company, like a Fortune 700 company. And it was more corporate. So I was seeing people that were there for like 25 years and longer get cut. Like they were just there for a week. I've seen you mm. see other people that are therapists that are so burnt out or some people in general that are just so burnt out and so full of their work that you can just look at them and literally see like no one's home. Like there's like, you see the mm. death in their eyes. That's kind of the way that I describe it. And one day um, there was this incident where they had, it wasn't really an incident, but they mentioned like, we're going to get new chairs and new cubicles and new carpet, new computers. And everybody was really excited. And I don't know what it is, but my stomach like sunk. And I was like, why are we so excited about things that literally are not ours? We can't keep it. People will ask me, why are you reading? I just feel like I was the youngest one, one, youngest one in my department. And I just felt like uh, my level and their level was a little bit different. I was way more ambitious than things that I wanted to do. So I went to work at eight o'clock in the morning and then walked out at 10 o'clock. I was like, I'm done. Ooh. Um, so freaked out for two weeks as every normal person would have. <laughs> it was like no health insurance or <laughs> no income coming in. And one of my college teammates, so I played college basketball. One of my college teammates, he uh, lived in New York at the time. So I didn't get the chance to leave the country yet. It's on the list, though. Um, I stayed with him for about six months in New York. And Titopia was almost opened in New York. I stayed there for so long. I was like, uh, uh, oh. probably should open this here. But uh, look at that. Their, their rent rate's a little bit different than the rent rate in St. Louis. Yes. So um, I was there for about six months. I met a bunch of awesome individuals in Chinatown and Manhattan, um, some of them whose family have their own tea plantations over across Asia. That's kind of how we built our connection. I've always wanted a tea room. I've always been in love with tea. There wasn't an incident that took place or an epiphany that I had where I was like, oh, I really want to be into tea now. I've kind of always been into tea. When I was younger, though, it just wasn't as good at tea. It was like the tea that everybody grows up on, like the bag. Oh, yeah. You had a bag of Lipton. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so as I got older, I guess my profile and my, um, my flavor profile and the things that I was looking for became a little bit more sophisticated. And... Kind of how Detopia was born, I wanted to make sure that my mental health background had an influence on it somehow. So, well, a lot of people do not recognize when they walk in, but they I, I hope that they feel it from the music to the paint on the walls to the process of making your own tea. Um, I created three steps to kind of help break the friction from the things that you deal with outside of Detopia and mm -hmm. you walk into Detopia. So the way that that works, you would generally walk into the space and the music and everything is meant to be more calming. When COVID's not going on, we normally serve tea in a pot, and you get a pot of it, you get a timer, and you get a mug. I'm not going to be heard over the fact that I came during COVID, so I have never had the full experience. Experience, But I bought one of the cups, so I'd at least do it at home. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely. So this is how that process would normally work, and it's, it's in my eyes, I think it's pretty amazing. So um, say you're having a rough day, and you walk in, and the music is pretty calming and relaxing. The environment and the vibe of the space is meant to be calming. Those are a couple steps to get you in the door. And then once you're in the door, if you get a pot of tea, so we put, uh, we have the tea already, we have the water and the tea already steeping for you in the mm -hmm. pot. 
But it's your job to stop the timer and it's your job to take your basket out and it's your job to pour your tea into your mug. Each of those steps are designed, in my head, I designed it to help break your pattern of thought of things that you're dealing with outside of the space. And my hope is to, by the last last step is when you pour your tea into your cup and you're sipping it, everything that you're dealing with outside dissipates and you can focus truly being on the present moment and focusing on yourself. So that's kind of how I framed it all and how I wanted to work and how I wanted to bring the mental health world and the space together with tea. It's so thoughtful. I, I, I hadn't even realized all that was going on, but one of the things I noticed recently is I started, I switched the kettles I use. So I use gooseneck kettles mm-hmm. and the fact that you have to slow down mm-hmm. to pour out of a gooseneck kettle, you can't pour water fast. It just, it just can't happen. So it just, so it makes you have to just slow down and, and breathe and be in the moment because you mm-hmm. can't rush past it. So I really appreciate what you've done and how you've turned this into a total experience. What? It's like, I have so many questions. I'm like trying to think of what, cause you started ask, answering my questions before I could ask. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Like, oh, nothing to apologize for. It just means we got straight to the nitty gritty pretty fast. What have been some of your surprises of your experience at Teetopia? Like anything that's happened that was like a surprise or an ah. Surprise. Uh, learning that you don't know what you do not know. Um, and that can be good or bad. Uh, no one in my family has ever had a business. I'm the first one to do it. Oh, wow. To be honest with you, my grandma told me, boy, you better keep that good job. You better not go out there and start no business. Which she was just sending out of love. So like, there was no hard yeah. feelings or anything like that. You know, parents just try to, or grandparents just try to do what they can to like protect you. But um it's, it's a lot of work, as you know. It's a ton of work. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I never really felt so free. You know, there was, even doing all the snowstorms that we had, I told my employees, I had the ability to say, don't risk your life to come into work today. Mm-hmm. We're all just going to stay at home and be ourselves. So that, 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 that freeing feeling. And we're tied to a schedule of being open on certain days a week for a certain mm-hmm. time frame of a week. But when it's situations like that where it could literally be life or death trying to get into work, I can make, I'm, it's up to me to make that call and say, hey, it's not going to risk it today. We'll come in tomorrow when everything is a little bit better. So that my aha moment is like me taking responsibility yeah. for my employees and everyone that comes and support us. That is so kind because I, I know there are plenty of times I've been on the road in snowstorms. <laughs> yes. No, that doesn't mean I don't come in. No, I do what I can. I still come in. That's still always a, more than enough work for me to do. But like just being able to like let my employees know like, uh, yeah, we'll get everything taken care of, and you guys yeah. will still get your, your pay that you're supposed to have, but it's not risk risk in your life to, like, yeah. come in for a couple hours, you know? Yeah, and it's, I have to say, this entrepreneur life is serious. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I, and the fact that you actually have employees, I'm like, hey, <laughs> you know, make, making it work, and kind of also, what have you felt like has been the most rewarding of being able to continue to maintain your business in the middle of the pandemic? The most rewarding. Um, I don't know how to say this. I guess when seeing the shock of people that come and support us, not knowing how uh, deep our roots are in the community. Mm-hmm. That has been the most rewarding. And also knowing that we have many businesses drastically bigger than ours have not made it through the COVID, through COVID. But we were able to maintain all of our employees and we stayed open. We never closed, not once. And that's probably the biggest realization. I think I love the most realizing how 
how our hard work isn't in vain and it has really built a true connection with everyone and they still are willing to support us in such a tough time for everybody not just a tough time for us or for them don't go too far we'll be back in a moment with my guest reginald Quarles. see you soon better with dr erica it's time for ask dr erica one of my patients recently asked me about how to move past their challenges of getting up in the morning. I'd love to share two strategies that help me because I am a recovering snoozer. Number one, I meditate in bed. Yes, I do it. But afterwards, I'm not only awake and motivated, but I also don't internally feel like lying in the bed or going back to sleep. It just feels wrong to me. So as soon as I finish meditating, I pop up out of bed. Number two, I love Mel Robbins' five-second rule. I count to five and get out of bed. I feel like I'm disappointing myself if I count to five and lie there. Honestly, it's a mental trick, but it works for me. So let's all work on getting out of bed efficiently to not only get your day started, but also to avoid the urgency and rushing that happens when you get out of bed late. Nobody needs that. So thanks again. Back to the show. Better with Dr. Erica. What do you feel like your business means to the community? Because that was one of the things I really noticed when I went there. Because all of you out there listening, I'd heard about Teetopia long before I actually made it there. Because my, it's a little bit more, you're South City, right? South City, yeah. Is that mm-hmm. t- yeah. And my family lives in North County. So I have to be very intentional when I'm going to South City. So I'd been meaning to come for a while. I'd had all these friends that just kept talking about how great it was. And just the experience and what how people speak of your business in the community mm-hmm. and seeing it in real time, I think, is is huge. And it's one of the things about having having a business that's actually tied to the community. And I feel like one of the things you all have successfully done is you feel part of part of a community, not just like this business that's randomly here that doesn't impact anybody. One of the things that I've, I've always believed, although I'm, I, I guess I would consider it a transplant, even though Bell was like 15 mm. minutes away from St. Louis, it's still different. Yeah. Um, I guess spending time with the actual people of the area and of the community. For example, the when we very first opened, there were a bunch of neighborhood kids that would go into a bunch of shops and steal their tip draws and run off. Or, oh, like, wow. Yeah, yeah, they're up to a lot of wild stuff, but... Nobody ever took the time to actually sit and talk to them and let them know what they could do or who they could be or how things could change or how they can potentially change their situations if they wanted to. Um, so I would literally sit there. I got them started drinking tea, which was funny. One of the kids, it was so hilarious. He's never, I guess he never had tea before. So he started chewing the leaves. Like, I showed him what the leaves look like. So started, I just, we, just, we both started laughing. But I was able to sit down and like talk to him and let them know, like, you don't have to do this or do this, which... A lot of kids choose to be like, just because they're younger and they're easily influenced, they like to choose like, well, now it's social media. You want to be a social media or an influencer, or you want to do something with sports or music. And uh, one of my biggest things with Ctopia is that you don't have to choose option A or option B. You can literally create your own option. So I'll literally sit down, sit down and spend time with them, let them know like, you can do, you can do whatever you want to do. You just got to put your mind to it and be willing to work towards it. And I think exposing them, and there are a lot of there are a lot of African American students too, so or younger kids too. So I think it helped them to see men that look like them and people that look like them doing something other than those things, to know that it was possible and and they and they could potentially do it. So I think that was a one of the bigger influences. Like we're probably the only shop that one of the two shops probably that never had any issues with the with the children. 
because we were able to like sit down and speak with them and treat them like the young adults that they were, not like criminals or however people were casing them. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's part of this overall experience that you create. And I, I know my listeners know I talk about be better, do better, live better. And there's something about when you create a say, a space, and I think one of the things you were alluded to when you were talking about how intentional you wanted the experience to be in your shop is that you're also creating a safe space. And one of the other ways I saw it was really safe. And this is always a great thing when I bring people on where I actually go to their businesses (laughs) is I remember going in there and there was one person ahead of me. And I love how you and your staff are so patient when people have questions Mm -hmm. because the person ahead of me had they didn't know what they wanted. They didn't know much about what was going on. And you all politely, calmly, and so in such a nurturing way, talked them through all of it. You know, I didn't feel like they would feel rushed at all. Mm-hmm. And and the thing I love about those environments is when you're when you're in them, it's how the environment or the space makes you feel. Mm-hmm. And I've never been in there at any time where I've felt like anybody was feeling impatient with someone and you know this isn't like going to starbucks so it's not like everyone comes in like i'm getting my caramel macchiato froth double shot yada Mm -hmm. yada i don't know what that stuff is because everybody out there you may not know me well enough yet to know that i don't drink coffee at all i love the smell of coffee i do not drink it at Mm -hmm. all so i'm the person that is the reason why starbucks has tea (laughs) because that's what i order everywhere. Uh, But, but I do appreciate the fact that there's so much effort put into not just the quality of your products, but the actual experience and the fact that I love that it feels like a no judgment zone where people that, whether you are new to tea or been at tea a long time, everyone can learn something there in a way that feels loving and supportive. Most definitely. And that was one of the biggest things with a lot of tea rooms or tea in general in the tea world. It can get a little uh, elitist sometimes. And it can be a little combative. Um, and we try not to take it there. That's not the meaning of the space. That's not the reason it, should, it exists. That's why it's no, That's why there's no old English theme. That's why there's no traditional uh, Chinese or Japanese theme to their room. Because it was it was designed and created for people to come as they are and who you are. You don't have to put on a facade to be someone you're not. You don't have to act like you don't know something when you don't. I'll tell people, if you want seven honey teaspoons of honey, get seven teaspoons of honey. I'll, I'll put an eighth one in there yeah. for you if you want me to. Like, you can have it your way and have it the way that you like it. I'll give you a guide. Like, I'll say, well, this tea is good with this or that. But if you want to have it your way, you can definitely have it the way that you would like to have it. But, yeah, that's the, that was the purpose of it. So I'm glad that you were able to receive that. Oh, thank you. And and I'm still a little bitter because I still want the recipe for that um, <laughs> green tea vinaigrette. Oh, yeah. um, y'all, if you ever go there, the kale cell, it is fire. Well, thank you. It is. It is. I have played with, I was like, I need to figure out how to make that. Cause it is, it is, it is so, so yummy. But since we've been talking about tea, what, what are some of your favorites? I do not discriminate. We have over 126 teas. I think the last time I did uh, overall mm-hmm. inventory to redo the register and out of all of those, I've probably tried 10 different other teas compared to each tea that we have. And out of each of the nine teas that were compared to, each tea that we currently have in stock were the ones that won and like beat the other teas out. But my favorite category to drink at home is a tea called Pu'er. 
Okay. Uh, specifically, Gushu Raw Pu'er. So, Gushu Raw Pu'er, it has to be from a tea tree that's anywhere from 200 to 2,000 years old. That's how old the tree is. Wow, that's and an old the tree. the tree itself, they age up to 20 years, if not longer. So they age it for a long time. So the flavor is a little bit different. The viscosity of the liquid is a little bit thicker. It's almost, quote unquote, juice-like. Um, and the way that I brew tea at home, too, is a little bit more traditional way. It's called gung fu cha. It's a traditional Chinese way of brewing tea. And it allows me to, like, push the tea really hard to kind of get all the different flavor profiles from it. And the reason I like the Gushu Raw Pu'er because it's, like, it's endless. Some of them have more warm feelings when you drink it. Some of them have a cooling feeling when you drink it. And it's really funny. You can get something called tea drunk if you drink enough of it. And it's just like a caffeine. You just get a little goofy and loopy. That's all. However, with that said, you get tea drunk if you drink enough in one sitting. Tea can dehydrate you, which a lot of people do not know. So you can't get hangover-like symptoms the next day if you don't balance it really well with some water. Who knew? Pu'er tea. Gushu raw pu'er is my favorite. I would not have guessed that. But I also didn't know about that particular tea. So I couldn't have guessed it because I didn't know it. That's why I have him here. Because you you know more than I know. I'm happy to utilize my resources. We're learning together. It's a process. I know. And, and one of the reasons I also like a lot of different tea places and stuff is I'm I'm not big on really fruity teas. Mm-hmm. And I find that there are some people that everything they have is super fruity And I lean towards things that are more vegetal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know what happened, where in my life I just was like, you know, I just want some earthy flavored water. (laughs) I'm with with you on that. I'm down for all the super earthy. So, um, but I I really, really appreciate it. But in the midst of, one of the things I love is that you have this mental health background and you've shifted that into creating an experience to improve people's mental health by them being in your presence and in the presence of your product. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you do for your own mental health? Uh, Work. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, the one activity that I do really often. So I played college basketball and then I got hurt my junior year and I was told by the doctor I couldn't play anymore if I wanted to walk when I got older. So I was forced to quit, but I was still really, really competitive. I still am really, really competitive. So maybe three years before Titopia was born, I started doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I oh, competed wow. in Chicago and Kansas City. I competed in St. Louis a lot. And when I opened the shop, I wasn't able to compete as much, but I still trained. So I was still competitive. So that's how I was able to continue to like, well, other than business, because business could be competitive too. Yeah. I was able to still express that physically. So I still do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu pretty often, actually, going Wednesday to go train. Oh, so wow. that's kind of my that's my self-care is getting choked out and choking other people uh, in a friendly way, though, friendly competitive. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Um, I know you're new to my podcast. I interviewed um, someone that, oh, gosh, I think Roddy does judo. Mm-hmm. He was a judo Olympian. And he was saying that one of the things that was really hard for him in COVID is not being able to fight. Like for for him, it's that experience of it's kind of choking, you know, mm-hmm. that physical contact of the fighting was really hard to deal with when COVID hit. I was like, it's just so interesting how people have so many different ways to cope and deal with things. Yeah, my wife got tired of me trying to experiment on her. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go somewhere. This don't work. 
and that's, uh, that's one of my things too. Um, I totally understand his perspective on that because for me, I don't know if he's the same way, but for me, I cannot sit down and be still to meditate. I physically have to be doing something. That's that's where my mom. That's where my mind is at its clarity or at its mm-hmm. target moment. Is when I'm physically doing something. So there are yeah. times where my employees are talking to me and I'm just literally making tea and I don't hear anything that they say because I'm just so much in the, involved in that process. Yeah. So I physically have to do something in order for me to get my Satari moment. So yeah, I totally 100% understand the way he feels about that. Oh, I, I love it. I, I totally love it. And um, talking about meditation, I keep mentioning because it, it, still, it still just warms my heart. I had a patient that talked to me about the RZA has this set of meditations and it just makes me chuckle and I don't know why I'm mentioning it again. It's not no. like I'm a paid sponsor. It just, I think it's because you talked about that kind of meditation and movement mm-hmm. and he has this one part where he's like, okay, we're going to go outside. Now you need to get your kicks on. We're going to go for a walk. <laughs> I'm going like, to check that one out. <laughs> it is. It's on all, all the major platforms. You can find it on Apple, mm-hmm. Spotify, or anything. It's called RZA Explorations. Oh, that's pretty um, dope. It is. Yeah, sometimes I just turn it on um, when I'm doing things around the house mm-hmm. as as kind of the background music while I'm kind of doing things. And it just, something about it just brings me joy. That's pretty cool. It, it just brings me total joy. We'll be back in a moment with my guest, Reginald Quarles, the owner of Teetopia. See you soon. Better with Dr. Erica. Welcome to Goodwin Medical Associates, where we provide customized, caring telepsychiatry that is delivered with compassion by a Harvard-trained, double-board-certified psychiatrist. Don't you know that everyone, including you, deserves great mental health? Visit www.goodwintelepsych.com for more information and to book your free consultation. Let me introduce you to Better Nation. Better Nation is the community of people that follow the Better with Dr. Erica podcast that are like you and want to be better, do better, and live better. By becoming a member of Better Nation, you also get to receive member-only bonus content to put you officially in the inner circle, show notes with timestamps so you don't have to search for your favorite moments, and some bonus free coaching tools. So visit joinbetternation.com, that's joinbetternation.com, to become a VIP and be a part of Better Nation. Better with Dr. Erica. We're at a great place where I want to switch gears and head mm-hmm. into our speed round. Are you ready? All right, let's go. Perfect. So the first question, now this one, I don't know why it trips people up so badly, but I've had two guests actually answer it straightforward. So we're going to see if you can be number three. What are your three favorite songs? Three favorite songs. Uh, I did it my way, the cover by Jay-Z. I okay. did it my way, the original version of it. And then Nas has a song called Nasir that I like a lot. Okay. So you're doing it your way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100%. I see a theme, I see a theme there. And the next thing is, what is one free thing you do for self-care? One free thing I do for self-care? Yeah. Help others. Oh, I love it. And one of the reasons I always ask free is, I always remember when people first started talking about self-care and it was all these things that were so expensive. It was like going on these big trips, going to these big spas and stuff like that. And I always like under kind of reminding people that there are plenty of ways to do self-care that doesn't have to break your budget, Mm -hmm. especially because we're still 
in the middle of the pan to the demic. So people yeah. are still, so, some folks are still watching those dollars. Shoot, I'm watching those dollars. We got you. All right. Now, what's something about you that most people don't know? I'm really goofy. I'm <laughs> extremely goofy. Um, I come off quiet, and I some people say I'm a little serious, but I'm actually really goofy. My wife says all the time, if these people have seen you like at home, they would never know. <laughs> yeah, I'm really goofy. And I'll give you another one, a bonus one. Uh, I used to consider myself an introvert. But uh-huh. uh, I think I'm starting to learn. I'm just slow to warm up with certain groups. I just like to watch a little bit before I dive in. Okay. But, uh, well, yeah, I'm an introvert. You probably can tell I was an introvert in the shop. But I worked really hard to like learn how to like put myself out there. So, yeah, both of those. Uh, look, look at you. All right. And let's see. Oh, I got one more. One mm-hmm. more. What's something that helped you get through the pandemic? Since it won't seem to end. <laughs> still working on that okay so i'll tell you this is a little bit more personal so i'm gonna tell you exactly what it was it's, a, it's three things well it's more like three people so okay uh my mom my older brother and my uh father have all passed away oh. uh my mom more recently a few years ago she was killed in a car accident my older brother oh. passed when he was 17 he passed away in a basketball oh. court from an aneurysm oh my god that passed when i was 10 from a heart attack so uh, knowing the reality of that you literally cannot be here tomorrow because I've experienced it all too well throughout my oh, life. Wow. That's one of my motivators. Um, trying to do what I can and, and, and like make an impression on the lives that I can while I'm physically here. And also trying to like break, like I said, I told you earlier, my grandma is like, she's like, boy, you better keep that good job. I'm trying to break those like uh those themes in my family, like showing right. everybody in my family, like, no, you don't have to go work for them or go work for them. You can go out and do your own thing. Like just trying to break those generational. They're not curses because a lot of people do work for other people, which is okay. Yeah. Not, like, entrepreneurship is not meant for everybody, but at least knowing that it's an option and it's viable. Okay. Now that you've officially made me feel all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> At least it's not as bad as when I was watching Encanto crying. Like, no. Oh, yeah, that was really good. I just seen that a couple of weeks ago. I, I watch it every week. Yeah. <laughs> it brings me so much joy that sometimes I'm like, okay, I was actually on a flight. The person next to me was so inconsiderate. I have a complaint into the airlines because they did not wear their mask for 38 minutes in the air. So oh, I turned wow. on Encanto so I wouldn't feel like I would stop breathing. Most definitely. Um, I know. Just I, I'm always full of the random stuff. Like, just I just had those moments. I'm having one now. Thank you for <laughs> thank thank you, Reginald, and thank you all those people in podcast land for for dealing with the fact that I am the queen of tangents today. <laughs> that, that's just the space I'm in. So, do you have any final thoughts or takeaways for the people before I ramble on forever? Uh, nothing in particular. Just. Sometimes things to me seem difficult and hard to get through, but learn who you are so you can learn how to build that resiliency within yourself so you can fight through those things that you have hard times with. Or, or and um, when you're feeling good, still try to find things that help build your resiliency because then when you feel down, you won't feel as low. Those would be my biggest. Okay. Gift. I mean, support us, of course. That would be great. But yeah. also, like, it's bigger than that. It's, like, about your growth as an individual. Like, take care I'm of yourself. here for- I'm here for all of that. And I, I love what you're speaking to as far as the the power of authenticity and purpose. Mm-hmm. 
and how those can be a really great way to fuel and to recharge yourself by not having all that energy lost by trying to maintain life outside of your authentic self or outside of your purpose. So since you talked about kind of on a side note to support you, where can the people find you and T-Topia? So our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter is at T-Topia STL. And our website is just ttopiastl.com. I manage all the social media and the email. And so if you have any questions, you'll literally be hearing from me directly. So (laughs) I'll be happy to help. I'm up to about one o'clock in the morning every day tasting teas anyway, just from the caffeine kicks. So if you have any questions, (laughs) it'll be me responding to you. Feel free to reach out. Great. And, And for all of you out there, they do have a shop online. So you don't have to be in St. Louis to actually enjoy the product. And in case you didn't look at the cover, Titopia is a black owned business. Yes. Hey, you know, you got to say it. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's such a wonderful business. The tea is lovely. I enjoy it. And um, y'all, if you see the cup on there, there's, it's, it's that little clear glass cup. It just makes me feel like I'm doing something special every time I drink some tea out of it. It does my heart good. So what I have for wrap up is number one, I just want to say thank you, Reginald, for taking time out of your super busy schedule to do quality time with me and my peeps. It's always a blessing to be able to spend quality time with really good people that have a purpose and a drive to do things for the community. But I also love that in the midst of your story is also the fact that you haven't lost sight of taking care of yourself and your family in the midst of making the world a better place. Um, As you say, was it better brewing, better by brewing one tea at a time, one leaf at a time? I'm I'm remixing. Why don't you say it instead of me jacking it up? It's okay. Brewing better lives one leaf at a time. I I remixed it. I kind of got there eventually. It, It just was a little janky. It sounds much better when you say it. That's okay. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Oh, you're you're so welcome. I'd have to say my my thoughts, my final thoughts would be take a moment to enjoy the little things. One of the things we've been talking today about is how these singular experiences can really shift the energy in your day or to make things feel different or lighter. Mm -hmm. Um, When Reginald was talking about the experience of all these things that are intentional to help you kind of change that busy, busy thinking. When you walk into the shop, I want to encourage you to that when you have those moments, when you get to slow down or experience joy or do something pleasurable, something for you, even if it's something as small as having a cup of tea, to really enjoy those moments because there are all these different positive emotions and everything isn't always going to be happy, happy, joy, joy, jumping off the walls and feeling like it's a huge party and balloons are going to fall out the sky. But there are still these other moments that are positive that you need to be intentional to stop and actually take note of them and not just kind of be in this busy way of just kind of running through one thing to one thing to one thing to one thing and miss it. Because as we talked about, you never quite know when, I don't want to sound pessimistic, but you just don't know when tragedy is going to strike or a stressor is going to come up or a challenge is going to come up. So it's always nice to kind of bank 
the positive experiences and the joy so that when those challenges come up, you got a little something left in the tank. And then when you have moments that are stressed, you can start identifying what are some small things to do, such as having a cup of tea or going someplace where everyone knows your name and it's like cheers. Um, but for me, my cheers isn't even a bar. It's tea shops and uh, breakfast places. But those kinds of things just to refill you. So I have a long last message, but just recognize those moments of joy, hold on to them and be present for them. So that's what I got. So thank you so much. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Better with Dr. Erica for this episode, because you know what? There are a zillion podcasts out there. You didn't have to choose this one, but you did. Thank you to my wonderful guest, Reginald Quarles of Teetopia, who is bringing the tea, literally and figuratively. So um, I want to encourage you, check out their social media, get on their email list. I get the emails. The emails are wonderful. They are so informative and inspirational. And if you're curious about tea, if you're in St. Louis, stop by. It's a great experience. The food there is actually yummy too. Um, they do have good Wi-Fi that is decent. You know, some places have shaky Wi-Fi. Their, their Wi-Fi is respectable. Um, but you'll have a really nice experience. And if you're not there, I would encourage you to consider possibly getting something online and just checking it out. Um, because I think tea is something that has a lot of power to heal. And a lot of times we're not always exposed to the wide variety of teas out there so that you may not necessarily have found one you like because you were pretty much just sipping on Lipton or Earl Grey or English breakfast. And everyone doesn't love Earl Grey or English breakfast. I'm the person that doesn't like English breakfast tea. I admit it. It's me. Um, but I encourage you to check them out. If you really enjoyed this episode and you are not already subscribed or following Better with Dr. Erica, I encourage you to do that. That will make sure that you get notified of all the new episodes and when we drop bonuses. The next thing is I want to say thank you to you and congratulations for choosing yourself, choosing yourself to be better, do better, live better by getting some tips and inspiration from this particular podcast. So thank you for doing that. The last thing is we talked about subscribing or following. I would love it if you could rate or review as the Uber driver say, can you please give me five stars? It will help me get even better um, content, continue to have good content and to do things for you. Because at the end of the day, my goal is to help put you back in your life. And I'm happy that you slowed down enough to get this experience. So until next time, have a better day. Find me on social media at Dr. Erica, D-O-C-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-K-A on all social media and online at betterthepodcast.com. That's betterthepodcast.com. If you like what you heard, tap on that subscribe or follow button, then click share and click rate and review. Now, don't panic if you don't see rate and review. Sometimes it mainly shows up on Apple Podcasts and Audible, but I appreciate hearing your feedback check back weekly for new episodes. They drop on Tuesday mornings. Until next time, be better, do better, live better. better with Dr. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.